this message the other day, and so I thought it was after uh, Amy testified, I thought, well, this is kind of appropriate, living on yesterday's manna. So many times we're, li- we're living in our yesterday. We're eating old bread that's stale. And so we're not looking for new stuff, new things or whatever. But we see the story in, in, in Exodus where God, the children of Israel, Israel was complaining and murmuring and complaining. Uh, they didn't have this. Do you understand that the Bible says that for 40 years that the shoes didn't even wear out? Here's a God that, that kept them sustained for 40 years, yet they were still complaining like we do a lot of time. And then God come and He said, okay, I'm going to give you uh, quail in the, in the evening. Go out and get the quail. I'm going to give you bread when the dew comes. When the dew comes off the ground, I'm going to give you uh, uh, bread, manna in the morning. So he did that. So after a while, you would think that when you eat that a long time, that it would be kind of bored, wouldn't it? That you'd be looking for something new. But yet, they still complain. He gave them an opportunity for something new. We're going to see here over in Numbers where he gave them an opportunity for something new. I know about, you know, I was thinking this morning. Now, I get up real early in the morning. Actually, this morning I wrote it down on my little notepad at my office up there at the house. But uh, the Lord spoke something to me at 1.37 this morning. And I got up and wrote it on a piece of paper. And that's going to be the message for a couple of weeks. So the Lord spoke that to me and, uh, and gave me new... You know, you ought to get new stuff every day. But anyway, I was thinking about... You know, I get up early in the morning, and my little bride, uh, she don't get up as early as I do. And so, you know, you can look at her and see how pretty she looks. She needs her beauty sleep, so she sleeps longer than me. But I'm up early in the morning, and I'm not a big breakfast eater, so when I get up, I have my coffee, and I go to my office, I might read, I might pray, and whatever it might do, but I just have a little snack. You know, I have a little, just a little something, you know. So, for about the last seven or eight months, uh, this has been my breakfast. I have my coffee, and I, and I found these crackers that was really good with cheddar cheese. So, I would eat the crackers every morning and drink my coffee. And, but you know what happened? About two weeks ago, I got tired of them. I mean, I ate them every morning for like six or seven months. I get that, and then later about 10 o'clock, I would eat something else. But after a while, I got tired of the crackers. You would think that the children of Israel would have been tired of quail and and, and, uh, manna. And He gives them an opportunity now. God gives them an opportunity for something great. And so He goes over to the Numbers. If you'll turn with me, we're going to start in Numbers the 13th chapter, and this is where the, the spies had gone in to spy out the land. God said, okay, I want you to go look at what I'm going to give you. Now, I want you to tell you something, church. God just showed you this morning. He gave you a look at something He wants to give you. Well, I see I'm in the wrong place this morning. God just shows you this morning 
that what He's done for that lady, He's available to do for anybody. But yet we we want to deal. With, we want to go by. I asked Miss Amy. I said, Miss Amy, I'm going to ask you a question. You was at another church. I won't call the name of the church. We love all the churches. I said, well, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think that you would have got healed at that church? I said, Oh no, Pastor. Number one, the pastor does not believe in divine healing. You'll never get anything at any church where the pastor don't believe it. If he don't believe in prosperity, you're going to, the church is going to stay broke. If he doesn't believe in divine healing, you're going to stay sick. Well, does everybody get healed? No, they don't. I don't take no credit for it and I take no blame for it. But she said, no, she said, the pastor wouldn't pray for me for my cancer. Well, she did have enough sense to ride down the road and find this church. Do what? Well, you said, I, you said it. I didn't. I mean, do you really? If you don't want to understand this, do you know that uh, uh, that you suffered for two years that you didn't have to? And all of that stuff. Because why? Because we just believe. We can't do anything. We, we can't heal nobody. But we believe that divine healing is still in the new covenant. And the old things are passed away. And because the Bible says, Behold, I'm going to make some new things. I'm going to make things new. But the children of Israel in Numbers had an opportunity to get out of where they was at into what God had for them. He said, I'm going to give you the promised land. Now all you've got to do is go take it. Now we see here that the Bible says in verse 25, and they returned from spying out to the land after 40 years. 40 years that they was in that, eating quail and bread. They departed and came back to Moses. This is the 12 spies. Departed and came back to Moses. And look what he said. They showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, the land where we go is truly flowed with milk and honey. And here is the evidence that God has given us. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong and fortified and very large. And they're giants in the land. The Amalekites dwell in the lands of the south. The Hittites, Jezebites, Amorites, and all the ites are there. Then Caleb quieted the people, verse 30, before Moses said, Let us go up once and take possession because we can win. But the men who had gone with him said, We're not able to stand up against the people because they're stronger than we are. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. Now, Amy, you know, before you went to the doctor, I saw you outside a couple of weeks ago. And we were talking about that. You were going in for the test. And remember I told you, I said, you know, Isaiah 53 says, whose report are you going to believe? I told you that. And we're going to believe the report of the Lord. And the report of the Lord says I'm healed. That's what the Bible said. So I, I told you, didn't I, honey, that we're going to stand on that word. 
And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. They spied out the land. They said, we land we went as spies as a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people uh, are big. We saw the giants there. The descendants of Anak. And look what is look what they did. And they said, we look like grasshoppers compared to them. Grasshopper talk is defeated talk. How you see yourself is how the devil sees you. If you see yourself as a wimp, the devil sees you as a wimp. If you see yourself as defeated, you're going to be defeated. Once you form an opinion of who you are, the devil already knows what you think about yourself. So here they are. They go in. They see the land. They see the milk and honey. They see all the bananas and the fruit and all of this kind of stuff. And, and, and say, look, all we got to do is go in and take it. Now, you would think that these people, after 40 years, that God had done miraculous things for them, that they would believe God. But no, they didn't. But the fear of the unknown kept them from getting the blessings of God. They want to go back to yesterday's manna. You know why? Because there was a certainty there that it was going to be some manna there because God's done it for 40 years. So they were pretty sure that they're going to get fed the next day. Here, they're going to have to fight for it. Now, it's like with Miss Amy. Now, Miss Amy had to fight for her healing. Now, see, we have people. I've been here long enough that I've seen people come and, and, and they want a quick fix. And then they don't want to serve God. They don't want to do anything. They want you to lay hands on them, say shama mama gukumamapa, whatever, and lay hands on them. And they go home and live like the devil the rest of the week and expect to get healed. But God requires something of you and me. And so they want to go back to the sure thing. See, stale bread, it's not any good. And I'll tell you something that, that is really good. I'm on, are, are y'all hungry yet? Okay, I'm going to tell you something that's really good. Go to the store when they first put out. See, I go to the store at 6 o'clock in the morning because there's nobody there. And I have the whole store to myself. That's when I shop. And so, well, I'd have to shop by myself because she's not going with me. And so, um, so I'm, I'm shopping. So, see, about 6.30 at the store up here, they put out the fresh bread. Well, I'm not a dummy. I'm not going to buy old bread. So I wait for the fresh bread, and, when they, and I wait till the guy, I see him rolling out. He puts the fresh bread out, and so I get the fresh bread. You know what's really good? Take fresh bread... Take it out of the, the, the sack and get you a pack of Lay's potato, potato chips. Now, I know y'all never done this, but this makes a good sandwich. Take the fresh bread and put Lay's potato chips. That's all you put on it. No mustard, no mayonnaise, no nothing. Just take the bread and put Lay's potato chips and mash it together, and it is wonderful. <laughs> Now, we're going to have people today on the way home stopping and getting bread and laid potato chips. Believe me, it is really good. 
You think, it don't sound good. Believe me, it's good. It is fresh manna. And it is good. But anyway, they go and show them. And so they say, well, we can't do it. Then the Bible says, to paraphrase where I can get where I'm going this morning, the Bible said that God came back to the children of Israel. And He said, because of your unbelief, the only two that I'm going to take into the promised land is the two who believe they could do it. I'm going to take the two who's looking for fresh manna. And so he takes the, uh, he said, Joshua and Caleb, and then he said, all of your young children that you was trying to destroy with you, I'm going to take them in also. So it's a moral to this story. What you do has an effect on your family. The decisions that you make have an effect on your family. And so he said, Joshua and Caleb, we're going in and we're going to take the land. And so the children of Israel had an opportunity, but they go back living on yesterday's bread. And you know, it's like in the church world today. And I, and I have said this, and I believe this is coming. Uh, back in the 50s, uh, 40s and 50s, was a tremendous healing revival. If you read church history, you'll see that it was a great healing revival in the 40s and 50s. Here's the thing you understand about God. God always brings back, eventually, what He's already done. Now you think you'll have to think about this. What God, the moves that God made forty and fifty years ago are going to come back around. And you're going to see in this country, and you're beginning to see a little of it now. Somebody was telling me something about in Georgia there's something going on or something, I don't know a Bible doing oils, I don't know, something somebody was telling me about that. But we're going to see in this country, before Jesus comes back, that there's going to be a revival of divine healing sweep through this country, and it's going to be people that will come out of their old unbelief, not believe. See, Becky and I came up in the charismatic movement. I came up in that movement in, in the 60s where people were excited about going. We had people excited about going to church. I know y'all got excited this morning about coming. But, you know, we used to get excited about going to church. Why? Because something was going to happen. My God, we got our churches in America today when nothing happened. I mean, a cell phone goes off and it's like Jesus has come. I mean, it wakes everybody up and like, oh my God, what is happening now? You know, I mean, the, the, church, the churches are dead. There's nothing happening. There's no healings happening. There, 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 there's no deliverance happening. We had a young man, we had two young people, uh, two or three weeks ago, two, two teen, well, y'all not teenagers, but, uh, how old are you, honey? 26. 22. Got saved. I had a pastor. I had a pastor I was telling about. He said, My God, we ain't had nobody saved in two years. I thought, Well, now what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. The Holy Ghost ain't there. Yeah. 
It's because the Holy Ghost is what convicts you to have to come to, to, to the cross. But what happened is we're satisfied with old bread. We're satisfied with the dry manna. Just I want to come to church. I want to put in my uh, appearance. Everybody knows that I, you know, I, I'm a Christian, and I come to church, and I don't, I don't want nothing to happen. I want to see things happen. I'm old enough and I have seen a few things. I want to see a whole lot more happen in our churches. I want people believing that what happened to this lady right here can happen to you. If we can believe. Now, Lamentations, I, I, I like this. Uh, I'm not going to go there, but in Isaiah 43, Isaiah prophesied about, God said this, Behold, I'm going to do a new thing. Isaiah 43, 19, he said, Behold, I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to make rivers in the desert. I'm going to do all of these things. That was in the Old Testament. God is still wanting to do a new thing today. How would you people like to, if you got up tomorrow morning and you was as crazy as me? Well, I say one day your house wouldn't be born. Because I remember what he done for me. I'm going to tell you something. Lamentations 3, I want you to turn there real quickly. Lamentations 3 says this. This I recall to my mind. Therefore I have hope. Though the Lord mercies are not consumed. We're not consumed. Because His compassions fail not. They're new every morning. Great God is your, is your faithfulness. And He's a faithful God. Let me tell you something. I'm free this morning from the shackles of my past. I'm free this morning from the fear of my tomorrow. Thank God there was a day that when all of that stuff fell off of me and God brought me into His marvelous life and I didn't have to live anymore in my past. My past is done away with, bless God. And the Bible says, I'm a, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that, that I was a new name written down in a book of life. Old things have passed away and I'm walking in new things, bless God. I get up in the morning and it's a new thing. It's a new day, bless God. When you get up tomorrow morning, you ought to get up with the idea that there's something new happening, bless God. I told my little grandson, 11 years old, I said, Canaan, here's, what you, here's how you live your life. I said, you get up every day expecting to learn something new. Don't be based in, don't, don't base your life on what you've done. Base your life on there's something new coming. There's new things coming. That, and, and, and that God will pour out new things. But so many of us is living on our yesterday manna. And we're satisfied with just having the same old thing. I'm telling you, God's not satisfied with it. We're not satisfied with it. And He said, Behold, I'm going to do a new thing. I'd like to see a bunch of, a, a church full of people who believe the power of the Holy Ghost, that believe God's still moving, that they're still healing, bless God, and that God's still on the throne and can take care of any problem you've got. That's what I'm believing for, bless God. And we sit around and we think, well, I don't know, you know, maybe God don't want to do it here. No, He wants to do it in your house. I said, He wants to do it in your house. He wants to do it in this house, bless God. 
He wants to do it wherever. Somebody will believe, bless God, that you're going to get away with the old bread and start basking in the new freshness of the new wine. Well, I was going to be real quiet this morning. I didn't want to get too upset, you know, and get my blood pressure out of joint. This doctor at the VA gave me a blood pressure thing. You know, check your blood pressure. He said, now you're an old man. And he said, now I tell you, you're, you're old. And he said, your blood pressure probably is going to run around 160 to about 190 or something like that. He said, that, for you, an old man is going to run that much. So they gave me a blood pressure thing. Said, I want you to take your blood pressure every morning. I get up, I don't do it every morning, but I get up, I take it three or four or five times a week. And, uh, so, um, I get up in, get up in the morning and, and I get the blood pressure thing out. I said, now Lord, now you know what we're believing for. And he don't ever answer, but I, I tell him, I said, now you Lord, you, you know what I'm believing for. You know, 120 over 80 is normal. Now, you know I'm not normal. But anywhere around there would be okay. I'm telling you the fact. I'm just telling you the truth. My blood pressure, 73 years old. Do what? Oh, not yet. Well, it's just a few more days. But anyway, 73 years old. I'm telling you the fact. I, I'm, God is my witness. 118 over 68. <laughs> it'll, run, it'll run that. 122 over 72 or something. It's always right in there. And my little bride, because she's asleep when I do this, and she don't know that, but I, I'm in my office by myself, doing me and the Holy Ghost. And so I'm back out, I take my blood pressure, and then I sing this song. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me. And I sang that little song. Well, you know, I know y'all don't do that. But you know, I, I'm just crazy enough to do that. Because I thank God what He done for me. But I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to encourage you this morning. If you'll get a hold of the Word of God and start believing the Word of God, just like this little lady did today, God will move on your behalf, bless God. So, we get over there and we find out now that when we get over into New Testament... That God has some new word or new manna. And we know now that Jesus said that I am the true bread of life. Jesus said this. Now I like this here. Turn with me real quick to John the 16th chapter. That's over in the New Testament. Now in verse 7, Jesus said this. In John 16, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper... Who's He talking about? Who is the Helper? 
If Jesus goes, he said, I'm going away. So he said, I'm going to send a helper. Well, who's the helper? It ain't Mike. It ain't Ronald. He said, I'm going to send you the helper. Well, who's the helper? It's the Holy Ghost. And he said, the helper will come to you, but if I depart, I'm going to send him to you. Now, that is the new manna. He said, the Holy Ghost. When Jesus went up, he sent the fresh bread of the Holy Ghost to the earth today. What? To affect the healing and a cure. It's through the Holy Spirit that this operates. And, and, and you need to believe that the Holy Ghost can help you. He's an instrument of the hand of God. Verse 13 says, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, is going to be the truth, He's going to tell you the truth, He will guide you in all truth. He will not speak of His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. All things that the Father are mine, therefore I said that He will taste of mine and declare it unto you. Now you know, I came up in a church, and most of y'all probably did too. We never talked about, number one, we never talked about healing. I never heard that at, at, at our little church coming up. Never about healing. I never heard anything about prosperity. Well, I see y'all didn't either. <laughs> but that wasn't taught. I, I didn't hear anything about it. So you know what happened? We stayed poor. No one said anything about that, that you know, if you hook up to God, that He will help you and you'll prosper. I never heard about that. And I never heard anything about the Holy Spirit. And I stayed in that little church all my life until I got up and went into the military or left home. The only thing I remember about our church that I can really remember, we had the little church, probably about this side, and we had two amen corners on each side of the sanctuary. And the, 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 the demons sat in the amen corner. I mean the deacons. The deacons sat in the amen corner. That was the only uh, uh, a sound that was ever heard in the church. It wasn't from none of the people. It was from the deacons was authorized to say amen. I'm serious. We sat in the church... And, and, and the deacons would say, if the preacher got on something that was good or whatever, the, the, de, the, the, the deacons would say amen every now and then. Nothing else. Quiet. And then my little bride, uh, she, she got filled with the Holy Ghost in about 1960 or something. I don't know when it was. And, and 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 she got going to a Pentecostal church. I've never been to a Pentecostal church. Have any of y'all? She'd go to a Pentecostal church, and it was a Hendersonville Assembly of God. And I didn't. I never had seen this because I didn't know. See, uh, 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 Hosea four six says, "My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge." What you don't know will kill you. 
And what you don't know will keep you sick and poor and in despair and every kind of thing. But she went to this church and, 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 and she'd say, Herbie, you want to go to church with me this morning? Well, I started going to that church. I didn't know anything about it, but I started going to the church. Well, the first few times I was there at the church, I'd see people raise their hands. I thought they was going to ask a question. I mean, I didn't know. I see people raise their hands. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm thinking, I guess they're going to have a question and answer period or something. I, I don't know. And so I, 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 I tell me, and they would jump and shout and do all kinds of stuff. And I, I didn't know, I mean, it didn't really bother me, but I didn't understand it. And so... Becky's mother would come to see us sometimes on the weekend. She lives in Nashville. Well, she really didn't read none like none of this stuff. I mean, you know, she uh, what Methodist or whatever she was. She didn't believe any of this stuff. So every time she'd come to church, uh, she would she would comment on it. You know, every time we would go to church, I started going regular with Becky to the to the first Assembly of God church, and every time we'd go to church. I'm just telling the truth. I wasn't even saved. And I'm praying on the way to church, Lord, don't let them women start running today. Because they are going to take off. And so I knew that on the way home that we're going to hear this from, from Becky's mother. So I go to church and I'm praying, Lord, I want a quiet service. I did. I said, Lord, make it real quiet today. Just like her little church. We'd go to church. The, anybody ever heard of the Goff family? The country music people? Well, they went to that church. It was some musicians in that church. Um, I think the fiddle player uh, died. Uh, what was his name? Earl White went there and played in the band. All anyway, but they we'd go to church. Well, man, that is, when we showed up, they cranked it up. I mean, man, and it was like there's a certain note that all of these women are going to run on. I mean, they know which one it is that is going to start these women running. I mean, it is planned. It has to. It had to be planned. And so we're sitting there and I'm praying, oh Lord, oh Lord. They go, do, 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 and, 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 man, here they go. And they're running and jumping and shouting. I said, oh my God, on the way home. We're going to hear it on the way home. And so after I got saved and got filled with the Holy Ghost, Becky's mother said one time, well, I see Herbie's got religion. <laughs> Now, let me tell you something. I, I, I never could tell her because she didn't believe in that. Herbie got a whole lot more in religion. <laughs> let me tell you something. Herbie stuck the religion out the door and he got something called the Holy Ghost. That's what Herbie got. You know. and I got searching for some new wine. Bless God. But anyway, but I, but I want to encourage you this morning. Look for new stuff. Start believing for the supernatural to operate in your natural life. And so we'll know, and I mean, we can see then that, and we know because it's in the Word of God that God wants you to have it. 
Well, you think we all ought to be filled with the Holy Ghost? No, I want four of you. God just likes to have four of you. No, He wants all of you. I'd like to have a church full of, of, of runners, jumpers. Because what happens is, if you've got runners and jumpers, they don't sleep in the church. You've got some runners and jumpers, there ain't no sleeping going on in the church. I had Brother Phil, now I'm going to tell this off on you, Philip. I had Brother Philip come in here from a little church. I'm not going to name the church. A little church. And so your little bride told me this. Said, uh, Brother Herb, we go over at that other church and said, Philip sleeps the whole service. <laughs> Yeah. yeah well, she says you slept yeah. the whole service. But said he come here and said, he can't sleep here. <laughs> now, I tell you, brother, I ain't going to let you sleep. So I'll come back and slap the side of your head and wake up. But it's so funny. Uh, you know, and she... Bless her little heart. She is so happy uh, over, over Philip, and, 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 and he's got in church, and he loves the Lord, and he loves the Holy Spirit. He wants that for everybody. I'm a little, my little, my, do y'all mind if I take two more minutes? I'm, I'm going to tell you what the Holy Spirit does, because some of y'all in here don't know this. Do you mind if I say this? I've got a guy right here. His little bride come to church. About, I don't know, three or four, whatever every time she come to church here. You know why? Because she found us on the Internet and she wanted something different than what her church had. So she came. Now this little man here, now I don't, I, I'm saying this because I love you. Because it's a real testimony of what God done in your life. I'm telling you. Amen. You know it is. Amen. Now this guy right here, how much did you spend on alcohol per month. About six hundred dollars. Did y'all hear that? Six hundred dollars a month he spent on alcohol. Well I see that I've shocked you. <laughs> but there was a morning, right, Tito? Yes, sir. That the power of God, because you kept coming. Mm-hmm. Now I know at the beginning that you thought I was a little bit. <laughs> no, you thought a whole lot more than a little bit. I mean, perhaps. yeah, perhaps. perhaps. I mean, like this guy really lost it. I mean, this guy is out there. But you kept coming, and you know what happened? I told him about a year or two ago. I said, "Here's what's going to happen. If you hang around a wet river bank long enough." Yeah, that's right. You'll slide. You get wet. wet. You got wet, brother. That's right. How much you spend on alcohol today? Zero. Zero. Now, what God done for him was gave him a six hundred dollar raise. 
And I'll tell you something else about, about my man Tito. I brag on him this morning. Do y'all mind if I just get off? Did, I, I'm going to get off. Do you mind if I get off script a little bit? Go ahead. Well, I'm going to anyway, so it don't matter. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you something else about Tito. After he got saved, you know what he is? A tither. Amen. T I T H E R. He gives his tithe to the Lord. Amen. That's why God's going to do something. God ain't through with you. No. There's a manifestation of a supernatural that's fixing to happen in your life. There's some things that's happened and you really don't understand, but I'm telling you today. Come on up here. I want, I want, I want to pray with you. Come up right up here. God's got a word for you this morning. Put your hands up to heaven. God is fixing to do something in, in the spiritual. You don't understand and you won't see it with the natural eye. You won't see it.